The other thing that's important is you want to, we talked about brand building. And if you want to build your brand, one of the easiest ways to get play is to do podcast interviews, but do them on Instagram and go live with someone. And both you guys are promoting each other through your own audience. So if you and I went live on Instagram and we were doing this interview and it was video based and people were asking us questions, we would be both building an audience off of each other. And that's an easy tactic to do much better on Instagram. And Instagram is that social network that's truly personable where people get to know you. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an amazing guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the world's leading thought leaders when it comes to using digital to help you promote yourself in the marketplace. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Neil Patel. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thank you for having me. I love the energy. God bless your heart, man. Appreciate you being here. Really great to have you here. So, Neil, you know, I know who you are. A good friend of mine had you on his podcast, uh, the one and only Jazz Takar. He's a really good guy. And uh, I'm excited to have you here. My listener is an entrepreneur. My listener is a man or a woman who really, really believes in something. And they brought it to the marketplace and they're passionate about helping people with their gifts. And one of the reasons they listen to this show, because they want to learn from our guest experts, people like you, how they can be better at that, how they can be more effective at that, how they can make the difference they were born to make. But before they can open their hearts to you, my man, they need to get to know who you are. They need to connect with your heart. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to become the great Neil Patel? Sure. So... When I was 15 years old, I was looking for a job, you know, 15 and a half, almost 16. And I just wanted money. And the reason I wanted money is, you know, kid, time for a car, you know, you just need some spending money, gas money, whatever you want to end up calling it. So I went out there to go look for a job. And as I was trying to apply for jobs, I realized none of them paid well. So the only option I really had was, looking online, I'm like, there must be better options than working at a McDonald's or a KFC or something like that. And I ran into this job website called monster.com. All the jobs on there, there were so many high paying jobs that paid six figures, which is what I wanted. Even though I didn't have any of the qualifications, I just wanted it. And when I went through there and started applying, I just didn't get any bites and it made sense. I didn't have a college degree, which back then was more important than it is now. Uh, I didn't have any of the certifications that people required. Heck, I wasn't even old enough. I was still in high school. But throughout the whole process, I realized that job board, monster.com, was making a killing. Millions of dollars. They're worth hundreds of millions, if not billions at that time. So I was just like, you know what? I can't find a job. I can't get paid what I want. I'm just going to go and create a job board. And if I do one-tenth of what Monster.com does, which would be, you know, a million plus dollars a year, I'll be rich. 
And that's how I got started. So started, popped up a job board, paid some people to help me out. Funny enough, I still didn't have much money at the time. So I had to work at a theme park, picking up trash to pay for the job board. Did that, got some, uh, got the website up. And then all of a sudden, no one came to my site. I was like, what the heck? No one's here. And I learned at that point that you got to do marketing. And it sounds obvious, but I just thought people would come to your website, which we all know is not the case, but that's at least what I thought, you know, being 15, 16 years old and very naive. So I saved up more money, scrapped together what I had, paid some people to help me out with marketing, and they provided a little to no results. So I had this site that I poured all this money into, which funny enough, isn't that much, but for me, it was a lot. And I paid some people for marketing, still got little to no results. And it was at that point that I realized that, hey, I'm broke, I'm frustrated. If I want to succeed, I got to get traffic. I can't pay any more people. I got to just learn it on my own. So I started learning it and I started implementing it. Fast forward six months, started getting some good traffic to my site. And I was like, huh, I'm pretty decent at this marketing thing. And I was getting all these visitors. I'm like, all right, let's watch the money roll in. But the money did not roll in. I didn't know how to make money or anything like that. I just was able to get traffic. And it was at that point that I realized I don't really enjoy creating a job board. I'm not passionate about it. I just did it because I wanted a quick buck, which didn't happen. And my job board sucked. It was a crappy replica of monster.com. <laughs> and at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this marketing thing because I like it. So I started just cold calling all the people that are spending money on ads to see if they were open to pay me for marketing. And I was like, look, I'll do it for free. If you get results, pay me. If not, don't pay me. It was that simple and started with that approach, started getting some business. And that's the start of my journey. That's how I got to where I am today. Just kept grinding and continually doing that. Plus other things. Sadly, I fumbled, made a lot of mistakes on the way, but eventually it all kind of worked out. You know what, Neil? I love that story because it's the story of every successful man, every successful woman that's ever had a dream and gone out there into the marketplace. They want to be successful. They start doing something to take them along the path to success. They fail horribly, <laughs> right? They get blood on their face and they go, okay, that sucked. And they go, all right, let me do something different. And they keep tweaking, they keep tweaking, they keep moving forward, they keep failing forward until the time where they go from sucking to being mediocre. And then they're mediocre for a while, you know, so they're not sucking anymore, but they're mediocre. And, and then they, they, they keep being mediocre, they keep being mediocre. And they do that until they're average. Then they're average. And then they keep being average. They keep being average. They keep being average. They keep doing things that are average. And then all of a sudden, it clicks and they become good. And then, then when they become good, they get excited and they keep doing things and they're good. They're good. They do things that are good. And then they become excellent. And then they, wow, I love this. I'm excellent now. They keep doing that. They keep doing that. They keep doing that. And then they become legendary. And that's how successful people like you make it happen. And I got to tell you, I love your story. It's fabulous. Yeah, no, and, and you got it right. It's just so funny. A lot of people think that people just start, they get going and then things work out. It's so like, it's a lot of ups and downs and learning and pivoting and adapting and tweaking experimentation. But eventually, if you just keep doing it, you do it long enough, you'll learn what to do. So well said, man. So well said. So, so Neil, 
someone's listening to the show right now and they know who you are. They're like, wow, Neil Patel is on the Thought Leader Revolution. Man, great. Another really cool guest. How do I, how do I learn? How do I become inspired by this man? How do I figure it out for myself? How do I get myself out there so I become professionally famous? What are your thoughts on that? I think professionally famous is overrated. The biggest companies in the world, who runs Coca-Cola? Most people don't know. Who runs Intel, IBM? Uh, you may know Microsoft. You may know Google. You may know Facebook and Amazon. You probably know Amazon, Facebook, maybe Microsoft. Google, most people don't know. Uh, but when you think about that, you don't need to be famous. Look at Tony Robbins. All the companies I mentioned before are way bigger than Tony Robbins and the founders don't have as big of a personal brand, if I would have to guess, as Tony Robbins, right? Uh, maybe Jeff Bezos or maybe Elon Musk, sure, but majority of the people aren't like, oh my God, Tim Cook who runs Apple is the best person in the world. They're, they, he doesn't have a cult. Apple has a cult-like following, but Tim Cook doesn't have a cult-like following like Tony Robbins, right? So what I always tell people is, if you build that following and you become the next LeBron James or Tony Robbins, you don't still make as much money as these large trillion dollar companies. So stop focusing on becoming well known and start focusing on solving problems. Solving problems and giving people solutions to their problems that's either easy or affordable, if not both, that's how you create a big business. Your brand will come. Jeff Bezos. Bill Gates, Elon Musk didn't go out there to create a brand. They went out there to solve problems and do amazing things. The brand just came from that. You know, that's brilliant. And let me explain what I mean by professionally famous, okay? Because I think we're saying the same thing. So yes, you absolutely need to be solving problems. It's the most important thing you need to do in business. Businesses exist to solve acute problems for people. That's the only reason they exist. There's no other reason for them to be there. So. In our world, being professionally famous is about being known for solving a particular acute problem better than anybody else. And this show is about thought leaders and thought leadership. So most of the people listening to the show are people who have a brand or are interested in having a brand, and they're known inside their space for solving a particular set of problems with their expertise, with their services better than anybody else. Now, we've got some people who listen to this show who, you know, produce goods and all that sort of thing, but the majority of the people who listen to the show are thought leaders and thought leader types. So what's your thoughts on that? So, or, or, or let's go back a little bit confused here, right? So I got the audience type. So what, what are you specifically asking? Yeah, so if somebody, somebody solves a problem, a part of what we're telling them inside the thought leader revolution, like as a person who is a service provider, who is a, a coach, a consultant, a speaker, uh, an expert, if you will, uh, somebody who owns a consulting practice, somebody who owns a naturopathic practice, somebody who owns uh, an accounting practice, somebody who speaks on platforms or on Zoom, it's important for these folks to get to be known for solving that problem really, really well so that the marketplace goes, hey, the person who has problem X, you need to go see the Neil Patel of this space, if you will. Yep. And if you want to end up doing that, that's fine. And the way I say you do that, and it does help drive business, but I will tell you this, you could end up having issues of key man later on where the business could be too reliant on you. Um, yeah. So if you're going to build brand, try to build multiple brands with an organization. But if you want to do that, the easiest way to do it is blog, podcast, 
participate on Clubhouse, create YouTube videos, post on social media. In marketing, they call it the rule of seven. When someone sees or interacts with your brand seven times, you're much more likely to evangelize it, get to know it, remember it. And that's what you need to do if you're trying to create that effect. Okay. That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. So talk to me about Clubhouse, okay? It's this new thing that's exploded in the scene and not everybody knows what it is and not everybody knows what the power of it is. So if, if you've got some thoughts on that, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. So Clubhouse is this social network where people can go into rooms, kind of like chat rooms, but they're all voice related and people can just hear each other talk. That really is Clubhouse in a nutshell. Um, it's cool, works great, very popular. And what I recommend to people is participate on it. Will you be able to monetize it and do really well like from a Facebook perspective? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, time will tell though. And I look at it as it's early on and if you don't have a ton of cash, it's really important to just go and try to be on these platforms as quick as possible because that'll help you capture a big audience for pennies on the dollar because these networks want to get you followers, promote you to keep you on there and to keep using it. Okay. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you for that. You've given me the best explanation of what Clubhouse is of anybody I've spoken to about this. So thank you for doing that. And I think my listeners are really going to appreciate that as well. So Neil, why don't we do a little bit of a case study on how you help folks, okay, and how you help solve problems for people? Because I think that'll be instructive for folks. Would, would you be up for that? Sure. Okay. So let me give you an example. You know what? I'll, I'll use one of my businesses as an example, okay? So we can just do this at a high level. So one of the things that I do is I run a program that helps people who are coaches, consultants, other service-based experts who earn their living from, you know, what's between their ears, how to get a really great dialed in message and how to become known for solving a very particular problem. So one of the things that we do, one of the things that's different about us is the methodology that we have brought into the marketplace isn't originally North American. It originated in Australia, created by a guy named Matt Church. We've taken that methodology. We've added some of our own special magic to it. And what made Matt Church special in Australia is he's put 1,500 people through it, and he's helped 82% of them add anywhere between a quarter million and three million a year to their business. We haven't done quite as well as he has, but we've helped the majority of the people get similar kind of six to seven figure type results. We're the best kept secret in the world. Now I'm doing a lot of things and we're getting some really good traction lately, but that's one of the things that we have not done a super great job of. And that's to really let people know who we are. So you're speaking to me, I'm coming to you. Let's say I'm, I'm a potential client. Walk me through how we would go about taking me from the problem I have to the solution that I want. So the solution is, is you're good at what you do. You just want more people to know that you guys do it, correct? You got it. Yeah. All right. So the first thing I would ask you is, where do you get your customers right now? Wonderful question. So um, I'm a very well-connected guy. So I, through my own personal network and connections and phone calls, that's one of the ways I do it. I also have some strategic partnerships with folks who are big influencers in this space. So there's one in particular here in Canada. She's got about 18,000 people in her network. So these are the two main ways we're doing it right now. Okay. And there's probably more people like her, right? You're just not in touch with them yet. There must be. And what I, the first thing I would do is ask her for other introductions to other people who are like her. 
The second thing I would do is go to places like Clubhouse where there's a lot of podcasters and network and just let it be known that you're interested in getting interviewed on other people's podcasts because that'll help get your name out there as well. The third thing I would do is you already have a podcast, interview more people and have them share the podcast whenever it goes out, the episode, because it'll get you more followers, which will indirectly also help you get more business. The next thing I would end up doing is blogging about a lot of the tactics that you offer and the things that people can end up doing that can just really help them succeed, right? So what I mean by that is there, there must be some strategies that you'll tell people for free where they don't have to end up paying you. And 100%. if you end up doing that and you just end up writing about it and you're talking about the problems that people are facing in your space and how they can solve it and grow from there, it could be another easy way for you to generate more demand and more revenue as people are Googling for it. The next thing I would do is go and just create ads. In the coaching space, there's a lot of people that are doing similar things, maybe in different models. Like there's a guy named in the US named Russ Rafino. He does Facebook well. ads to yeah, he does Facebook ads to a webinar and you're talking about an eight figure plus business. At least from what I saw in one of his ads, he was talking about how they do eight figures or fifty million or whatever it may be. So I would start leveraging strategies like that, combine them all, and just keep pushing and see what happens after six months and just don't let go. You may not see the results right away, but if you just keep pushing for literally six months to a year, you'll start seeing great results. Neil, that is fabulous. Man, you have a brilliant mind. You took you took the problem that I gave you, you gave me seven uh, fantastic action steps to take. And there's a bunch of those I'm already doing, but there's a few that I'm not. So thank you. That's awesome. So if somebody came to you and they were interested in solving similar type problems, what's the engagement process? How does it work to get to work with the Neil Patel agency? Yes. Our, our agency is really simple. We look at your business. We look at your problem. We look at your numbers and we analyze everything, and then we figure out if we can grow you, how much buy, can we do it profitably, what is it going to cost us, and will the economics work out for you? And if everything aligns, you'll get a proposal. If not, you'll learn some stuff, you'll get some free advice, and you can be on your way and you can try to do it yourself. But we look at it from an ROI standpoint. Either we can make you more money and make you way more than you're paying us, or we can't. And we can't help everyone. I, I wish I I could tell you that we're doing an amazing job for everyone. But the reality is, is some businesses just aren't helpable. Like we're in some, some people hit us up and, you know, they're pretty much trying to sell ice to Eskimos and we know it's going to be an uphill battle or they're trying to go after a market and they're competing with trillion dollar companies and they got a marketing budget of a thousand dollars a month where, you know, the cost per click on some of these terms is like a hundred bucks. It's like, great, we just bought you 10 visitors, right? Even if you do things <laughs> organically, it's going to take a long time. But we're very realistic and we'll break down if we can help, how we can help, what it's going to run and what we think we can do for you from a revenue standpoint. I love it, man. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I love what you're talking about. I think everybody uh, who's got the right type of business as far as you're concerned would benefit from having a session from you. So who's your ideal client? How'd you figure that out? Uh, my ideal client is anyone who already has an established business, is getting some traffic that, and has already figured out how to get some sales, 
whether it's a lot or a little, uh, and we just go and we just help them grow faster and make them explode. It's really hard for us to help people who are starting from scratch. It's much, we have a much better success rate if you already have something off the ground. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know what? That's the same for us. Uh, we, we love to be of service to people as much as we can. In fact, for people who are just getting started, uh, I've got all kinds of free resources and I tell them, go, go take advantage of these because, you know, they'll, they'll help you get it done on a shoestring budget and they'll help you get some traction. So at least we know what we've got to work with in terms of your messaging. But if they're just getting started, that's the toughest part in business, in my opinion. It really is. Yeah, it, it, it really, really is. Okay. So Neil, I'm really enjoying this conversation. So tell me some more things that you think are important for people to understand when it comes to becoming successful in the digital space. Yeah. So when it comes to being successful in the digital space, if I were people right now, the first thing I would let you know is there's a ton of content out there. All right. So just think about it this way. There's over a billion blogs and 7 billion people in this world. Wow. So when you do the math on that, that's ridiculous, right? And so ridiculous that what will end up happening is, is people are going to be like, wait, is there really any more need for more content, more blogs? No. So if you want to be successful, the first thing you need to do is focus on updating your content because Google, Facebook, all these players have their prime pickings of what content they want to showcase. And what they do want to showcase is updated, relevant content. So don't just focus on cranking out new content. Update your old existing content so that way it keeps getting traffic versus dying down. Hmm. That's so smart. That's so smart, Neil. I never thought of that. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's simple. It's easy. Very few people do it. Nobody does it. Before you said this, trust me, I've never heard of anybody doing this, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, it, it's not rocket science. It's actually easier than creating new content and it can continually drive you better results. So like on Facebook, if you've had a bunch of really good blog posts, what's the best thing to do with that? Do you like take it and repost it or how, how does that work? Yeah, so I would post it uh, and then repurpose it over time. And what I mean by that is post it on Facebook. And then you repurpose it and post it again on LinkedIn and all the social networks. So that's the first step. And then after it gets old, like six months and you update the article, repost it on Facebook and repost it on LinkedIn and all the other social networks. And I know you didn't ask too much about the reposting, but that's important too, because why not repost and repurpose on other networks? Because you can just get more play for the same piece of content. That's so brilliant, man. I love that. That's, that's great. Okay. Give me some more. I love that one. Okay, the second thing that I would do is go live. See, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they're all competing with live television. So if you go live, even if you barely have any followers, they'll just start showing it to more people because they want you to keep going live. It really is that simple. They're craving for content that's live because they just don't get it. And you spend more of your time on Netflix and Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, the TV, and cable TV or Hulu versus you know, watching Facebook instead, right? See, we're just programmed to watch television versus being on YouTube or Facebook Live or any of those. So doing that just gets you a bigger audience. And then when you're on that, might as well go and sell any of your products or services at the end. So if I'm going live and I'm talking about coaching, at the end, I can be like, hey, need extra help? Check out my services. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I and mean, that's one of the things we do on the podcast. So it really makes sense to do that. Neil, this is this is really, really good stuff. Okay, what else is important? The other thing that's important is you want to, we talked about brand building. And if you want to build your brand, one of the easiest ways to get play is to do podcast interviews, but do them on Instagram and go live with someone. And both you guys are promoting each other to your own audience. So if you and I went live on Instagram and we were doing this interview and it was video based and people were asking us questions, we would be both building an audience off of each other. And that's an easy tactic to do much better on Instagram. And Instagram is that social network that's truly personable where people get to know you. You know, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I don't, I haven't done a whole lot on Instagram. I, I only even got Instagram because my two sons are on it and they bugged me to get on it so I could communicate with them on social. Um, I, I do mostly stuff on Facebook and LinkedIn, but it sounds like Instagram's got some cool aspects to it that I ought to like look into and explore. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Okay, that's good. All right. Okay, what else? Give me, give me a couple more. Yeah, uh, another thing that I love doing that not too many people are doing right now is... I just go and I participate on newer social networks. We talked about Clubhouse, TikTok, still new-ish, uh, and you can get followers easily. So just go, and even if it's hard to monetize right now, it's okay. It's new. Get the followers while you can. So that's another thing is just participate in whatever's new. Some of it will die down. Some of it will last. But at least you'll be early on and you'll get a ton of followers. That's good news too, man. I like and it. Then- I like it. And another strategy is to leverage the other platforms out there. So everyone talks about social, but are you using chatbots, right? Are you using Facebook Messenger? Are you using push notifications? Are you using email marketing? These are other simple channels, even text messaging. A lot of people aren't using these kind of channels to communicate with their followers, but it's a great way to continually build a brand and generate sales in the long haul because if someone gives you their email, or their phone number, and you communicate with them on a regular basis, it's really easy to convert those people to a customer versus a cold uh, audience member. You know, that's so true. I I ought to do more with text. I do some with text, but I do a lot more with text because I'm on text all day long. And and it's just so simple as an example from, I got, I think like 7,000 people on my phone. It's crazy, right? It'd be so simple for me to just push out some text to people when a new podcast episode comes out, for example. And it'd be so simple to tell them about a new event that I'm doing. I really like that. That's really good stuff. Okay. So, Neil Patel, man, you are an absolute digital genius. God bless your heart for thinking about these issues deeply. You know, Matt Church said to me when I started following him that, the difference between an expert and a thought leader is this. An expert is someone who knows something. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. So there, experts are a dime a dozen. There's a lot of people out there who are experts and can solve problems for people, but thought leaders are rare and valuable because there's not a lot of people that are known and respected in the marketplace for the problems that they solve. And you, sir, are truly a thought leader. And another one of my guests, David Meerman Scott, This was the distinction that he drew between an expert and a thought leader. An expert is a cover band, and a thought leader plays original music. And you, my friend, you play original music. God bless you, man. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. So, Neil, before we get into uh, closing off the show, one of the things that I like to ask each and every single one of my guests is share with me your why. 
why do you do what you do? I mean, besides the business part of it, because we all know that we want to grow business and we want to be successful. But why do you do what you do? Why are you so passionate about this? I just love marketing. It's the thing I'm addicted to. I don't know why, but I've been addicted to it for a long time. And I believe if you just do something that you love, you're going to do better at it because you'll put in the time, the attention, the energy that it deserves if you truly want to succeed. And what I tell people is, is you'll find your why when you just keep trying a lot of different things and eventually you'll figure out what you love. And what you love tends to be the stuff that you end up doing the most. And what you love also tends to be the stuff that you're a little bit naturally better at. Um, versus, you know, it's very rare to find someone who continually does what they suck at and what they hate. And if they continue to do something, they're not going to suck at it for too long, right? <laughs> at some yeah, point, they're going to get better at it. So, Yeah, yeah but if you don't love it, you won't put in the time and energy required to get good at it, right? When you do love that. something, you're passionate about it, you're more likely to get better because you're putting the energy required. There is that. That's absolutely 100% true. You know, there's a thought leader who unfortunately passed away late last year, and he was a very young man. His name is Stefan Arnio. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but Stefan uh, said this, and, and, and I think it's very apropos to what you just shared with us. He said that a man's purpose is his work, and if he finds work that, he, that he's passionate about, that he loves, and he puts the time into it, that purpose will fuel fuel him. He'll get up early. He'll go to bed late. He'll forget to eat. He'll forget to drink water. He'll just be so consumed with what he does that he'll become an absolute legend at it. And it sounds to me that you've discovered this for yourself. You've discovered your true purpose. And I think it's important for people listening to you to understand how they can tap into that purpose for themselves. Would you take a moment right now, even if you haven't thought about this before, would you take a moment and just Share your thoughts about that with us. No, I totally agree. Wise person. I've actually never heard of him before. And you said they passed away last year? He passed away on May 6, 2020 at the age of 33. It's very, very sad. Uh, ah, yeah. that's sad to hear. Yeah. Such a young age. Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. But, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you um, a copy of the name of his book. If you're interested, go check it out. And he's got stuff all over YouTube as well. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. But no, I, I'm on the same page. I, I, I agree, right? Um, it, it's just so funny too. It's like things like that and things like COVID it actually makes you realize how short life is, right? So many people have passed away from this, cancer, uh, so many things in life. It's like you got to enjoy it while you can and appreciate every single moment. You really do, my friend. You really do. You know, life is short. Next week uh, will be the one-year anniversary of my father's passing. Now, he, 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 you know, he lived a long life, and it's, it's an amazing life, and, and I'm very proud to be his son. But I'll tell you, when he passed away, it was the first time in my life where I felt like I need to step up and really be a man right now. I can't, I can't be thinking and acting like a boy anymore because in the back of my mind, I always said, if things really go wrong, I can always count on my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right now, I am yeah. the dad. <laughs> I am the one that people need to count on. So it was the a buck so stops you, right? Yeah, so you got to make it work no matter what. But no, it, it's so crazy how we take life for granted. I was telling one of my buddies, he was complaining how his dad calls him so often. And I'm like, you should be happy your dad calls you often. I'm like, there'll be a day when he won't be able to call you anymore. So appreciate it while you can. Yeah. You know what? You gave your friend some good advice and I hope he heats it. So Neil, I love your thought leadership. I love your philosophy of life, your philosophy of marketing. So 
If someone is listening to the show and they're interested in finding out about how they can engage with you and your company, what's the best way for them to do that? NeilPatelDigital.com. Okay, great. So what's the process? Once they go on that website, what happens? Fill out a form field. We'll be in touch. We'll analyze your site, figure it out, and we'll get back to you. But first step is just go to Neil Patel Digital and then fill out your information. And then we'll start the analysis on our end and get in touch with you. You know what? I love it. So, so listener, make sure that you take advantage of this. I mean, he's offering this. He's offering this absolutely free initially, right? I, I am correct in this, right, Neil? The initial analysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't charge for that. I mean, that's incredible. Like, this is one of the world's top thought leaders when it comes to digital marketing, and he's offering you a free analysis. Take advantage of this. Don't be crazy. You deserve to have your life, your business be the very best version of itself. That's not going to happen if you let fear dictate your actions. Don't live life from your fears. Live life from your dreams. Go for it. Go take advantage of this. We're going to make sure we put this information in the show notes so that everyone listening takes advantage of this. And I really hope, listener, that you take advantage of this. So, Neil, we'd like to end off the show by asking you, as our guest expert, to share your top three pieces of advice. We call them expert action steps that you recommend my listener take on to take his life, her life, his business, her business to the next level. So what say you? Sure. So action step number one, you're going to make mistakes. I don't care if you're Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, we all make mistakes learn from them. What separates the great ones from the ones that aren't as great is the great ones learn from their mistakes and they avoid making them over and over again. Because if you can do that, eventually you'll be down a path and all that's be that's going to be left is the stuff you should be doing. So that'll help improve your odds of succeeding. The second thing that I want you to do is everyone talks about learning and reading and that's great. You shouldn't stop learning. You shouldn't stop reading. But if you don't execute, what's the point? If you can't get shit done, well, you're never going to accomplish your goals and your dreams. So what I want you to do is every morning when you start your work, I want you to create a task list of what you need to get done in that day to help accomplish your goals and become more successful. And don't go to sleep until they're done that day. Don't ever drag it on to the next day. It has to be done that day. And if you don't think that you can get some of these tasks done in the day, then you're thinking too big and you need to make them more bite-sized and be realistic. Your task shouldn't take your whole eight hours. If you can't get done what you need to to help be more successful within a few hours each day, then you're putting too many tasks on your plate. The third thing that I want you to do is continually go and network with others within your space, even if they're your competition. You'll be shocked on what you can learn. And I know I said earlier, you know, too many people spend time just learning, but learning from your competition, learning from people in your space will help you get the results faster because you can learn from their mistakes. And one thing that I do, especially during times like COVID, where I can't network in person with a lot of people, I'll listen to a ton of podcasts because on podcasts, a lot of my competition will spill their numbers, their stories, their failures, their successes, <laughs> and break down what's worked for them and what hasn't, which allows me to get a leg up because then I don't waste time making the same mistakes that my competitors made. Neil, these are awesome expert action steps. Oh my God, you are one smart cookie, man. Love it, love it, love it. So, Neil, I want to have you back. 
can we have you back in a few months? Let's 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 upgrade yes, this whole conversation. I don't know if I'm that smart, but I'm always down. So you yes. are you are super smart, brother. You are super smart. So I'd like to have you back, and I would like to offline uh, explore a few ways we can collaborate with each other. I've got a couple ideas I'd like to run by you, and um, I think that what you have to offer makes sense for a lot of people. And I think we can help each other, and I think we can help uh, the people who follow one another out a little bit. So let's 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 talk about that, listener. Sounds good to me. Awesome. So, listener, Neil Patel is the real deal. Take advantage of the great offer that he gave you. Listen to this episode. Take really, really good notes and do everything he said. It's going to take your business to the next level. Just do it. Don't even think about it too much. Just do it. Get out of your head. Get into action. So that's step number one. Step number two is, if you're wondering to yourself, can I be like Neil in the sense that I'm taking what I'm passionate about, what I'm great at, into the marketplace and helping people and really make it work for me? So you know the answer to that is yes, you can. But the first step is you need to stop living from your fears. You need to start living from your dreams. So I'm going to tell you this. Go to Neil's website, take advantage of the offer that he gave you. Then go to my website, eastcircleacademy.com. Take advantage of the free resources I offer there. So the first thing I offer there is I offer a free report on helping you grow your thought leadership practice. It's free. Download the report. It's got six powerful steps. Implement them. It'll make a big difference for you within the next 90 days to six months. You'll be able to add anywhere from an extra $30,000 to $250,000 to your business if you implement all those six steps. That's how confident I am. Do it. Step number two, we've got a masterclass, a one-hour masterclass, and it's got five steps on how to grow your practice to a seven-figure-a-year practice, seven-figure-a-year in terms of profit. All the steps are included there. It's a complete blueprint. Again, it's completely free, so take advantage of that. Once you've done that, if you still think you need more help in putting that blueprint together, I offer a complimentary call for qualified people. And to be qualified, you got to go click on the button in the top right-hand corner of my page that says, book a success call, fill in the application form. And at that point in time, I'll review it. And I just want to make sure that you're serious. I want to make sure that you really have a real business and you want to take it to the next level. If both of those two thresholds are met, we'll have that call. I'll give you my time for free and you'll come out of there with a powerful blueprint. Take advantage of this. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. The only way you can do that is if you stop living from your fear. And if in your mind you're thinking to yourself, you know, you're one of those people, is this real? Are these guys like, are these guys for real? Is there some sort of a catch, man? Listen, ask yourself why you think that way. Ask yourself why you think that way. You know, Stefan Arnio used to say that people who came to him and asked him, hey, man, are you running a scam? You know what he'd say to them? He'd say to them, no, man, the scam is you. The scam is you. I'm for real. The scam is that you don't believe that somebody could care enough to want to make a difference because you don't care enough to want to make a difference for yourself. So make sure that you care enough to want to make a difference for yourself and you take advantage of it and, and, and hear what Stefan Arnio said because it's real and it's what you need to do. So go to Neil's website, neilpateldigital.com. Take advantage of the free offer he's given you. Go to my website. Take advantage of all of this. Neil Patel, brother, thank you so much for coming and being on our show today, man. It's been a real honor. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Neil Patel, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Look at the show notes at our episodes. All the information will be there. And to find out more about the resources that we offer, go to ecircleacademy.com. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 